right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Jason Harmon, and Mr. Doug Markham sitting right here next to me. <laughs> yep. Uh, we are in Studio B in Nashville, yeah. Tennessee. Try not to walk over you this show. No. Last show, we had a little competition there in the beginning. Who's going to talk first? Who's going to talk next? Anyway, I think good. we got it down now. Yeah. Our rhythm's been, good. Only been doing it, what, 64 weeks now? 64 like or 65, 65 shows. Yeah. There's a lot of great shows out there if everybody hadn't watched them all yet. Yeah. Go watch them. Going to have a good one here. We'll introduce our guest in a minute. But as always, we like to tell them a few things that's going on that affects sportsmen. Yep. Great bluegill and shellcracker bite going on. They are biting right now, and uh, it's a good time to shoot some squirrels. It is. May 13th started the squirrel season. Yes, there is a spring squirrel season. Yes, there's ticks out there this time of year and a snake or two, but you know what? It's all right. Just just deal with it the best you can. Spray yourself a little bit. Wear some boots. Go. Yeah. Squirrel hunting because squirrels are everywhere. Speaking of snakes, there's some still that, that video still on Facebook of that snake and hen battling battling out. Hen versus black racer. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a cool video. It was yeah. fun to experience that. And there's always neat things to see out there in Tennessee wildlife. There is, and now we're with everybody having a cell phone and everybody having photographic and, and video ability. There's so many incredible stuff to see out there that yep. we've never seen before so go out there and watch it our facebook as we talk about is rolling really well it's got a lot of information on it now about upcoming events a lot of boating classes being taught right now you don't have to take a boating class you can just pass a test but we urge you to take your youngsters born after january 1st 89 to a class yes let somebody like an alan harold teach you alan is a boating person instructor here and he's awesome mm-hmm. and so are our, a lot of our officers so they're being offered you can learn about it on facebook you can go on our website where they're posted and it's updated all the time but gotta pass that test if you want your youngster driving that boat and this is safe boating week it's 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 winding up but um and check out the safe boating videos we got out there on Facebook this week. Yeah, you did some good PSA jobs with our guys over in West Tennessee. Some mm-hmm. of the officers over there yep. uh, did a good job talking about safe boating. Some good tips on what you do and don't do on a ramp and, and exactly. things that you – I wish I'd known some of the stuff that was told early on. I might I would have saved some real heartbreak a few years. <laughs> There's always something with a boat. Don't tell on yourself, to. Always. Well, it's, it'd be a long story. If I'd known Bill Dance could make a lot of money doing bloopers, I'd done it a long time ago. <laughs> So uh, anyway. we, can, we can come up with some wildcast bloopers. We probably can. Let's just go somewhere and we will. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Mike Bramlett is our guest this week. Let's say one thing. Okay. Commission meeting was this past That's right. Tuesday yep, and we Wednesday. Yep. And, uh, and we'll have more results and, and uh, stuff from that meeting. Mr. James Kelly is going to be with us next week. Yeah, we'll get you caught up. James is our dear biologist uh, up in the Nashville office in our in our wildlife division, is what I'm trying to say. We'll get you all caught up with what's going on there. Uh, we want to talk free fishing day and tarp and all that because that's coming on. we got to get you ready for that, okay? Right, right. So Mike Bramlett is our guest. Mike is a fish biologist out of Nashville. And, Mike, you've been around um, here maybe not as long as I have been, but you've been working at the agency for how long now? I'm closing in on 30. Closing in on 30. All right. Mm. Mike, you do a great job. You do. You're. We were kidding as we started the show. You're kind of a jack of all trades up there. There's so many things that you do, from aging fish, which we want to talk about today. How you age mm-hmm. a fish? So, I mean, do mm-hmm. you do you look in their mouth and count their teeth? We'll get into that, <laughs> like a deer. Uh, and we want to talk about our tarp program, which we're going to get into a lot. Tennessee angler um, recognition recognition program, program which mm-hmm. is so cool, and you're making it cooler all the time. It's we got some patches out here. We're going to show you here in a minute. And then we want to talk about free fishing day. There's a lot of events going on. In fact, let's go ahead and knock that out, um, Jason. We'll get the classes up there and show them how to do it. Yeah. Mike handles a lot of the information that comes in across the state. And kudos to 
a lot of the wildlife officers and biologists across Tennessee oh, do an incredible uh, amount. And our hatcheries. Our hatcheries, yeah. uh, the whole nine yards. I can't just give them enough credit for what they do. Really working hard to make free fishing day work. And, and there are a lot of volunteers that help, too, at different events across the state. Oh, absolutely. And so we've got, you know, there's over 240 different organizations, companies. Wow, that, that many. That, yes, that, that's doing across the state helping with us and the any event out there i had but, no idea it was that many oh yeah yeah from sponsors and partners and yeah of, of giving this doing that uh it's it's really amazing okay free fishing day is june the 10th we'll give you a heads up it's in the guide page 13 page 13 of course and uh, page 13 <laughs> it's right there that's your lucky number that's my it? lucky number yeah free fishing day june 10th and free fishing day means by the way before we get into events it's free for everybody on public waters we tend to think of kids because we do stuff. Our events are for kids. Free fishing days for everybody. That's true. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. These, these events, uh, most of them, the at least ninety-eight percent are just for kids, and the range is anywhere from zero to seventeen years of age. Most of the ones that you know we receive and, and everything. But yeah, it's free for everybody that day. Yeah, and, and a lot of the places where we have events, we're going to show that long list. There's not all of them, but many of them, once the kids leave, they're open for anybody to come in behind them and fish. That That is correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I promise you those kids don't catch them all. Uh, yeah, most of what we've seen, we've looked at, you know, several over time, and uh, it's somewhere 30 40% at the most okay. that the and kids have, have taken out. All right. Well, Jason's uh, you know. got up on, the, on our screen here, our monitor, uh, the efficient events that you got. Mike, you're, I'm seeing you post every day send somebody to our, something to our web person mm-hmm. every day it seems like about another class are they still coming in uh yes uh well i got one uh, well let's say yesterday I a class i mean a fishing event, the, the yeah. event. Yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah i've got one yesterday and there's a few uh it's sort of slowed down a little bit i expect I don't expect many more. How many just, how many right now we've got 84 84 we, and you see across but, the tab there yeah. Region two, three, four. That depending on what part of state you are. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Uh, well, now some of these, uh, you know, we've already dropped off because we've started uh, like for Region one started in April the first. Yeah, let's not event there. Yeah, let's yeah. not confuse everyone. Mike, you put out a list of events that are going on everywhere that are fishing. June tenth is what you're looking for for free fishing day. But there's other events going on. Exactly. I yeah. wanted to make that point. Yeah, June the 10th, free fishing day. So but we've up. got so many others. Like for Region 1, we it started April 1st. It goes all the way through October. They've the, always before, you know. done a bunch over there early in Region 1, West Tennessee. Yes, that's right. And there, there's a few in, in a few other regions that are also a little early. Okay. So. And Jason, click on details there. I want to. This is right. where, Mike, what's under details? What can you learn? Oh, now? details. That tells you the time, the start, the rain date, if there is one, the lo- site location, who the host organizations, how many participants they expect, the contact age limits, uh, the you know contact person, and for you to get more information uh, about that event. Do, do we know by looking at those, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically of June 10th dates now, which ones are going to have catfish that are stocked in the bodies of water? Yes, uh, we've got, uh, let's see, I, I think uh, the majority did. The majority yes. of them. Okay, so well, we, so for example, out of, uh, out of the 84, uh, six of those are trout only in Region 4. Okay. So then the other 73 were providing some catfish. Wow. And that's our hatcheries doing all that work. 
That is true. Wow. Yeah. That's an incredible amount of work. It, it on is. On top of everything else they got to do. Now, 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 let me, you know, back up. Now, uh, we we purchase, we do a contract to okay. get these fish. Okay. 40,000 pounds is what we're able to get right now based on the amount so of money. So we're not raising them, but we're contracting and then carrying them forward. Yeah, because the, the fish we have in our hatcheries, they're going to our public waters. <clears throat> right. You know, agency lakes, the reservoirs, you know such as that and these fish here are are pound and a half to two pounds so very you know catchable quality size fish so and kids can take them home with them absolutely yeah okay. yeah absolutely all right well make yeah. sure you look at the events on there the times because most of them like i think in my experience with free fishing day is most of them don't last they're not eight hour events they're because kids get exhausted they're three or four hours to three hours yeah right yeah most of them are yeah, anywhere from two to four or five hours is what most of the as you'll see on the the forms. And don't mm-hmm. if you want to go in there after that, make sure it's the lake that's open. Yeah, and all that all that can be found on under the four anglers tab on our website. So just go tnwildlife.org, four anglers and two thousand seventeen fishing events are right there. All right, and, and keep checking because it may it may grow a little bit yep. more between now and the big day exactly and there could be you know some changes uh you know somebody wants to change or cancel or you know yeah something like that we've yeah. had that in the past to happen so uh so knock on wood for good weather that day and my guy been working on i guess free fishing day he's getting close to 30 years old i'm not sure the first year do you know for sure i don't know if it's 89 or not i was at it but i don't remember you talking about first free, event first free fishing day <clears throat> Yeah, I think it was late, mid to late eighties, okay. uh, is my guess. Now, now of course, one of our oldest that uh, I don't, it wasn't really. I don't know if it was a free fishing day, but the one over in uh, at the Commercial Peel, the Junior Mid South Junior that went on that that's been going on from the late fifties. Now it's moved to Germantown. Uh, I, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, yeah that's one. That's the, one of the oldest in the state. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah right. It's pretty pretty amazing. But uh, and so people get pretty excited about it and. And uh, I, I had no idea we had that many volunteers going on. So everybody wants kids to get involved in fishing. We need them in the future. We need to give them a pathway to something fun in their life. Yes, getting outdoor, you know, future conservationist, uh, environmentalist, whatever, you know. But, yeah, getting out there, having fun, and and uh, especially when you get that fish on the end of that line. I wonder how I've many. I've seen the excitement. How many just kids amazing. we've introduced to fishing through this program. I, I hope it's a lot. Yeah, well, you know, that's something we'd like to, you know, we – Based on you know all these forms and getting replies after the events, we, we we're thinking you know it's uh, somewhere around fifteen thousand kids are you know participating in in these events. But we want to try to look at something you know see what kind of retention or recruitment we might be getting um, you know out of that. You know, are we really bringing some in? You know, so yeah, well, I hope, I hope we are. I know we're yeah. a lot of people are having a good time for a day because man, I that's. You go to all of their all, some of them are smaller areas and they can only take so many kids. But you go to everyone you go to, however many kids they can take, they're usually there. They're mm-hmm. they fill it up, and some of them are huge, and some of them have prizes, and some of them don't. To me, the prize is getting to catch catfish more than anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you don't catch very well. Yeah, I knew it's coming. Never mind. <laughs> Just catching a fish. I probably could go to one of these and not catch any eggs. <laughs> anyway, but most people do. So good job, yeah. Mike, on your part. Well, no, I, no, I want to give a shout out again to and kudos and everything to our guys out there, okay. uh, our hatcheries and officers, the event coordinators, the 
you know, wouldn't happen. It's gets it's it's a lot of planning that goes into free fishing day. The day the event itself might last three or four hours. The planning goes on for months. It's, uh, yes, oh, it does for it, a long time. It sure is. So get out there. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Let's talk about state record fish before we get into tarp. All right, because state it records. sort of rolls into tarp. Sorta, of. we can make it work kind of as a transition. But okay. but Mike, we we have had this spate of record fish come in in the last two years some have been game fish some are rough fish you handled that program the state record program what's what are you trying to do with it and and tell us what about the different classifications an a classification and a b and what that means mm-hmm. well what you know we're trying to recognize you know the the largest fish you know caught by the species that we have currently listed and uh, and there is the class a and class b um the class A is species that are caught by sport fishing, pole and line, okay. you know, your regular, you know, fishing method. Uh, then class B is uh, methods other than. And there's about 10 or so, which is like trot line, jugging. Uh, grabbling? Grabbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, tubbing. Tubbing? You're tubbing? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how to do a tubbing, but. Well, and. You float in a tub? And we ain't, <laughs> we, we ain't seen one of those in. In eons, but uh, but it's still there. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, there's uh, and then there's commercial, you know, some commercial gear that uh, is part of the class B. So yeah, we recognize, uh, you know, the the largest fish that. Do we get caught. some entries in the class B still? Do, do we? Oh yes. Do we? Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Huh. It's uh, it's probably mm, 50-50, well, you know, pretty, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, we okay. got a lot of people in archery. Archery is the other one that's in that. Oh, you know, bone, that's gotten yeah. yes, yeah. Then, you know how big that's got. So that's a that's a cool deal. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, what about within that? Do you break it down also by game fish and rough fish? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you've got your you know your general you know your black bass, sunfish, uh, gar, for example, crappie. So I mean it's yeah broke down for those species, and then uh, same thing for for class B. What are some of the records mm-hmm. that have been broken in the last? Two years, eighteen months, two years. What comes to mind? I mean, and I don't rough all of them. Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, like for we already had, you know, we're averaging about one one record a month. That's wild. We, we've had seven already this year. We had there was twelve for for last year, uh, and I think about ten for the year prior to that. But yeah, muskie stands out. You know, muskie does. The, you know the new muskie, but uh, you fifty know. plus pounds or inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, don't want to get that. Yeah. I think it's inches, fifty something inches. Uh, yeah, that stands out. I think it's forty something pounds, fifty something yeah, inches. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, so yeah. There it is. There it is. Thank you. Very good. We, go. we need to get him on here sometime too. Talk yeah. to him. So that's a class A, forty-three pound, fourteen ounce muskie, and that came from um, was that Mountain Hill? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that was Mountain Hill. There's so, another one mm-hmm. that stands out too. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That you know. That broke a long time record there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we got a replica, by the way, here in the lobby. If you ever come to Nashville to our lobby, we also have the state record, the world record deer out there too. Yeah, world record up on the wall. Uh, Mm -hmm. So good deal. Show them, uh, show them one or two other, Jason. Show them a rough fish. What is that big thing? That common carp over the fifty-three pounds. Yeah, that was from Maribone. Yeah. Now, and you know, that's it's a common carp, but what what they call that is sort of a a a leather, uh, the leather. They used to call it a leather carp, some mm-hmm. of the old, older folks, you know. And it's because, you know, it's lacking a lot of, lot of scales. You okay. know, it's, it's, there, got, there are a lot of missing, and it's just skin, but that's just a that's just wild colloquial, colloquial name that, you know. And I knew but, John 
Pepper Jr. Yeah, yeah, that was his son, I think, wasn't it? That, that's John Pepper that, Jr. Yeah. yeah, John Pepper Sr. ran it for a long time, and Junior did before him. And, okay. Uh, he was cut over there, and he fished at Maribona Lake because he loved it, and he was there. That's why he was a con- concessionaire. Good guy. Yep. Yeah, so so anyway, what happens, Mike? Somebody thinks they have and a that freshwater drum. That's still the world record. Benny Hull on the left. Benny Hull is a great outdoorsman, sportsman, does a lot of shows, or used to, over in the Chattanooga yeah. area. Mm-hmm. And he loved – I went to his house once, and he likes to blacken those – he, he mounted that one, but he likes to blacken mm-hmm. the drum, and he's to eat them. Oh, okay. There's stories behind everybody, I guess. True, and, true. And this Mr. Pruitt there, so that's a freshwater drum that he took with archery equipment. That was that's archery. Yep, Class B. Yep, twenty nine. Uh, well, matter of fact, that you know came in in the past. Yeah, twelve, fourteen months. You know. Okay, I, and, I believe. And all these photographs can be found on. Under four anglers on tnwildlife.org. Okay, and I see the brook trout that got caught last year below Caney Fork Dam is up there on the left. So, Mike, when somebody thinks they have a record, what's the process? Yes. Uh, well, they you know need to uh, contact us or get the, get the application okay. off our website. Okay. It's available. All right. Uh, then they need to uh, get a certified weight on the fish, mm-hmm. and so they need to keep it on ice. And you can do that whether you want to try to keep it alive, fresh, frozen, but you know whatever. Uh, your your timeline is but yeah you've got to get it to certified scales and and most of those can be um, some of the supermarkets still will do that okay. especially some of your local ones you know it's got certified scales uh, then you've got the uh, uh, farmers co-op tractor supplies those uh, usually will will do it uh, then you've got some of the like FedEx UPS offices where you do packages mail stuff some of those are doing it and then we've have the in our region uh, regional offices. Do we taxidermists can, have certified scales? Not the ones I know don't. Okay. Not, not certain. <laughs> no, not not that I'm aware of. Okay, but I'm, I'm sure probably some do. Mm-hmm. But but overall, I'm not aware that they do. Yeah, that, but, that's that's probably the toughest part of it. But I have seen you. I saw you the other day out. You were doing a silver carp. We got a new state record silver carp. Yeah, that, and it's it's a class. class a, it was class A. Class A. Mm-hmm. He really? caught it on Ryan Real. Yes. Really. What was yes? The, what was the bait of choice? Do you know? <sighs> Oh, what was it? It was a – he's got it on his application. It was um, actually like a lure, though? He didn't snag it? No, it, it caught it. I mean, it was in the it was in the mouth there. Well, now, now, whether it, you know, it got hooked, foul mouth, or whatever you want yeah. to call it, you know, can't say. But he's applying with the IGFA for the line class. And uh, how, for that. remember how big it was? We don't it's, have it up there, I don't think. 32 yeah. pounds. 32 pounds. Wow. Yeah. That's a big silver carp. So yeah. everybody's Is it not up there yet. Oh, I, it may. Is it? I, I haven't seen it. But okay, okay. Uh, we'll get well, it up I there. I, um, okay, that's all right. I we'll get that up there. Um, so, okay. so Mike, it, it, all these things that it, some of them have have withstood the test of time for a long time. I think of the smallmouth bass right off. It was caught in the in the mid 1950s. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is there another Mr. one? Hayes. Mr. Hayes, Dale Hayes. Is there one or two others that have stood that kind of test of time? The, the largemouth was old until two years ago. It, right. It had been out there for a long time, too. Any others come to mind that are? Well, yeah, the walleye. You know, the oh, walleye, yeah. it's... Uh, Never to be beaten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not so sure about the smallmouth myself, but, you know, we shall see. I, of course. I, but... That'd be interesting. Anything's possible. Records are made to be broken, you and, know. So, and Avery Harper had the the world record uh, walleye. Yeah, that's right. It's also uh, uh, still considered a. Is world that record. it right there? Yes, that's that's the wife. She's uh, 
his wife was is holding that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yes, that's the. Uh, yeah, that is the official re- uh, picture that they had taken. I think that one is the most unique of all of. Them. I love the smallmouth comes from Tennessee and arguably Kentucky, but since we're the ones who fought to keep it a record, I consider it Tennessee. But that the twenty-five pound world record walleye came from Tennessee fascinates me. Right there at Old Hickory, before right here was, in the backyard, before it was dammed, or I think uh, I might be wrong I, on that. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it was right there close. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Early on in it, if it was. But it just, you don't, I mean, Tennessee is a walleye state. And because you guys upstairs are working so hard in the fisheries oh, yeah. division to make it that way. But I, if I were coming, for, I, I think it would be from Minnesota or Wisconsin mm-hmm. or somewhere up north. But here it is, right? maybe Canada, but right here in yeah, Tennessee. Right, right here. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, some of those, uh, well, you know, same thing, you know, smallmouth. I, I thought it had been a little further north. Yeah. You know, but, uh, and then tilapia right there. That's another one that's really, you know, old least, hickory. Speaking of old hickory, you put, have, you would putting the, that. <laughs> that's seven. We've had about seven tilapia come. The first tilapia that came in, it was broken, uh, had them in within two weeks. One came in, and then another one, you know, it came in and another pound. Are, are you sure tilapia? There are a lot of folks that don't live in the Middle Tennessee area, of course, so. Why did why are tilapia in Old Hickory Lake? Well, uh, they have uh, gotten more stout from we believe from the ponds, lakes, mm-hmm. from the, in the tributaries. Somehow, because they, because we allow for private pond stocking tilapia yeah. to help for forage. Mm-hmm. We've even done it in some of our agency lakes. They reproduce a lot. Yes, yeah. a lot, and, and big time forage, especially for some of the Florida largemouth we mm-hmm. had. So, uh, and then we allowed it for some some vegetation control in uh, you know in our pond, private ponds. So, uh, not knowing at, at the time the the feeling was you know they die out at at the time you know it was the up forties. They're tropical 40s. fish. Yeah, right. right. It and gets too cold for them. It gets yeah they die out you know during the winter. Uh, well, uh, if they evidently now you know they're finding some refuge some habitat spring something to make it through uh the winters you know okay and, and, and that's amazing so yeah they, 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 so that that's the well there happened to be a sting plant there. so it's not that yeah. we no we have not stocked them right you right. know we hadn't what done made any you that, decide but, to make it a category and that's another question do you occasionally create a new category like i, I know y'all did for tilapia people were catching so many of them that's right because well and and i guess the one of the one of the ways we do that is if it's a, it's established fishing fisheries, you know, it, it can be caught, it's here. So, you know, that that's one of the criteria. You okay. know, there's others. You know, we uh, we see what IGFA has listed, and then we, you know, check with the, the rest of the, you know, regional fisheries biologists and, and you know, IGFA? get their input. International Game Fish Association. Okay. They yeah. keep they keep the world record. They keep the yeah. records, and, right. and there's two of them. There's one in Florida, well, too, I think. Well, that's the one in Florida. The other's oh, in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, the Freshwater Fishing Hall hey, of Fame. Wisconsin. Hey, yes, Freshwater yeah. Fishing Hall of Fame. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, right. uh, so, uh, yeah, but since it was a, you know, it's a fisheries, uh, they was being caught by, you know, the hundreds of people going up there and, you know, awesome. catching them. Uh, and they're great to eat. Well, you know, you see them in the store at what yeah. five, six dollars a pound. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, well, it's it's a, that's that's and cool. Speaking and I, of good to eat, the silver carp are good to eat too. Yes, they uh, are. Yes, that's true. 
Was, uh, I wonder what he was going to do with that one because they are delicious. I wonder if he's going to mount it or eat it. Yes. The, <laughs> this last one? Yeah. yeah. He, you know, it's funny. He's from Indiana, but he, him and his wife are starting to fish. They, matter of fact, he said, you know, we love the fishing in, in Tennessee. Yeah, it's just great, the, the fisheries. Uh, so they've been fishing down here all over. But he's getting into t- some taxidermy. So he said his plans, uh, because we wanted to cut it out and see if it was a female, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, to see right now. Uh, but he said, "Well, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to mount it. This will be my first one. Why so, not? So, he got him so that's his plan. He's gonna cool. give it a shot. That that, <laughs> that is cool. You can see all these fish out on on our website, tnwildlife.org under four anglers. Under four anglers. Don't confuse me. Four anglers. And it is it is right there, Mike. And I, the question was, I don't know if I let you finish or not. You have to identify a lot of these fish. So do you yes. look at scales? Yes, or, please. Or, or what, how do you do yeah, that? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, yeah, so after they get it certified, you know, and, and certification, there's a place there for that scale operator owner and then a, another witness besides the applicant. They've got to sign it and date it and all that. So it's on that application. And then the, the, the third thing is they need to contact the agency. We've got the numbers, contact is on that application. But they've got to get a fisheries biologist from the agency to verify, look at, see that fish, to okay. verify that it is that species. You guys know how to key them out and look for the right number of fins or, or whatever, the rays on the fins and all that stuff. Right, and then they've got to verify the, the length, you know, verify the length of that fish and and, and everything, and then uh, they got to verify that, that, that it is. It's nothing that says it can't be a state record fish, and then they send it to the fish division for the fish chief to uh, review. Okay, so find your certified scales, and then find your certified biologist. Yep. Okay. And, mm-hmm. Okay, and go from there. And, and that information, you call our agency. We'll talk to you if you're lucky enough Absolutely. to catch a state record fish. And my God, I, we only have about five minutes, so I want to move pretty uh, quick. Okay. Let's talk about uh, just real quick on aging. How do you age a fish? What do you look for when you're trying to find out how old a bass mm-hmm. is or mm-hmm. crappie is, or what do you do? Yeah, yeah, and of course our bottles are sampling out there. You know, matter of fact, the spring samples are coming in. Uh, we'll probably get uh, 800, 1,000 different samples. But what it is, it used to be the scales, mm-hmm. you know, used to be the old way with scales. Looking under, under a microscope? And well, we, we'd press the scales on a, uh, a plastic slide, mm-hmm. and a big, it's a press roller, and then we'd look under microfish, on a microfish screen, and you'd count it sort of like the you know rings of a tree okay so you'd count uh, but some of the older fish it, it it could get tough uh and so forth so but but, but now uh, we use the odorless uh also known as a ear stone but it's in the inner ear mm-hmm. it sort of works like our inner ear and it, it knows tells the fish it's you know up vertical in the water and mm-hmm. not upside down and and it's also uh it works along with a lateral line for uh, <clears throat> vibrations in the water and hearing very good but we've got to extract that so we've got to sacrifice the fish but mm-hmm. we only take a you know just just a few uh, so Samples. many per inch class mm-hmm. you know to give us a representation uh, but we uh, take that out of the uh, the fish's head and then I take that dry them out for a couple of weeks and then uh, I look at them under a microscope either in whole view or I have to split them and sand them off and then look under a uh, microscope with a fiber optic light and and count the uh once again it's like counting the, the rings of a tree so 
Interesting. And that's something we get. I'm going to run us out of tarp if I don't hurry. But that's, and you have to do aging as part of your whole, to determine the health of a reservoir and the fish in it. The fish in the reservoir. Yeah, that's right. Just part of it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, part of the the whole thing of, you know, seeing how good the population's doing, growing. Uh, We get the mortality estimates, you know, once you get some good aging growth information too, so. Okay, mm -hmm. cool deal. That'd be worth getting you back in. We'll talk more at length. All right, Mm -hmm. there's a program called TARP, Tennessee Angler Recognition Program. You can get certificates for catching all these fish. All you can, those certificates. You can, you can get uh, patches. Tell us about it, Mike. What is TARP? Okay, TARP, yeah, Tennessee Angler Recognition Program. And, you know, you may not catch that state record fish. That's exactly uh, right. You but know, you catch a good but, one. But yeah. you can catch one that is, uh, you know, it's memorable. Uh, it's a trophy to you. Uh, it's a record to you, you know. But anyway, uh, we've got 24 different species in the program. And you can, uh, and it is, you know, uh, a little application to uh, submit, and it's five dollars per, uh, you know, per fish, uh, one of the twenty-four. Uh, and there's, yeah, there's an example of the, you know, the certificate. Great and, explanation of what it is. And there, this is not just for a kids thing. This is adults oh, no, this are is for, loving this. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. We're closing in on about six thousand. Uh, tarp that, that we have and yes it's the ages are yeah it's yeah you, you see, the, see right there yeah you can see some uh, uh but yeah but for any age but but then after that you can uh, there's there's several other levels you know once you catch uh five in any combination there's the uh the angler one certificate and a patch that you get with that and this is free yeah, there's no charge for getting these that's awesome yeah and then for uh five different of the species you get a certificate patch and so forth all the way to we got number three this is a uh, 10 different species and then we have the uh the last one the uh, number four that's 15 go yeah. on our when, go on our website tinawildlife.org yeah tinawildlife mike i shorted you on that but i love the program <laughs> and we'll get you back on talk specifically about it okay but you can get certificates and you get these patches and you catch all those fish. Man, I've already, I'm probably a master seven. <laughs> 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 I'm comment on that. One. <laughs>